What would you do if you could do anything? Welcome to The Purpose Effect. I'm Elena. Join me for weekly conversations on purpose with women who have found it and are impacting their worlds with it. I speak to women who are building businesses, have turned their passions or side hustles into careers, or have dedicated their lives to helping others. If you are looking to dive into your purpose, these conversations will definitely inspire you to take the plunge. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Purpose Effect. Today's episode will be the final conversation of season one. So I want to say a huge thank you to all of you who are listening and have come on the journey with me this far. Next week, I have something a little bit different lined up for you. And then next month, we're going to go straight into season two. So please remain seated and buckle up as we have some really amazing guests lined up for season two, who I am honored to have the opportunity to speak to. Please, please keep sending me your messages and giving me your feedback, because at the end of the day, these stories are for you. And I hope you are finding them as inspiring as I am. Now, on to today's guest, Emma Jory. Emma is the founder of ePilates Online, an online Pilates studio and community. Emma has a wealth of knowledge about the body, postnatal recovery and injury prevention, and how to connect deeply to our bodies to improve our physical and mental health. Today, we are talking about how to be kinder to ourselves and to our bodies, how small, consistent bites of movement benefit our mental health, and why service is important in finding your purpose. Hi, Emma. Um, Welcome to The Purpose Effect, and thank you so much for being here. And also a belated happy birthday to you. Uh, because I know it was your birthday this week. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Another year wiser. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I actually gained a year. I thought I was turning 48 and then realized, no, it's 47. So it was a bonus. Ah. I feel feel younger. (laughs) You feel younger and you you feel like you've got all this extra time now. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, great. Thank, Thank you for having me. Really, really a pleasure. I wanted to start off by asking you the question that I like to ask uh, everyone who comes on the show, and that is, what does purpose mean to you? Yeah, it's a great question. I love this. Um, For me personally, uh, purpose, uh, being on purpose is when we wake up every day and we love what we're about to be doing, we're excited to be doing what we're doing, Uh, when we are living in an, to our to our values, mm-hmm. um, as well as I think being in service to others. That's that that's what it is for me. Yeah, and my values are um, trust, um, passion, uh, and and service as well. So yeah, I, when I'm living to those, I feel like I'm definitely living on purpose. Yeah, I, I like how you've brought up service because. I was listening to something recently and they were talking about uh, the fear, the fear that we sometimes get when we're trying to put something new into the world. And um, the suggestion was that when you're in that space, if you know that you're trying to do this in service of others, then that fear kind of disappears because you're trying to put something positive in the world and there's nothing there's nothing to be to be ashamed of there's nothing shameful or fearful about that so yeah if you can align your purpose with service 
Yeah, it's quite powerful and it, and it takes any concern away from, from yourself, you know, when you are just focusing on what you're doing for others. It's, yeah, it's, it's quite powerful. Yeah, yeah. So now you have grown two Pilates businesses, uh, including your current business, ePilates Online. So how did you find Pilates and what was the aha moment when you knew that you were doing what your body was meant to do? Mm. Uh, I actually found Pilates uh, when I was living in Sydney, Australia, and what interested me was to find out what this new exercise was that all these celebrities were doing, actually. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, you know, it wasn't actually very mainstream then in Australia especially, Uh, so went along, tried some classes and was completely hooked. Um, Loved how it made me feel. Yeah. Most of all, yeah, that's what I realized when I walked away from a class. I just felt incredible. Um, I'd always been an exerciser and dabbled in it more than really made it part of my lifestyle. So I'd always sort of been to the gym, um, maybe pump classes, mm-hmm. um, boxing classes, you know, that we used to have at the gym, or well, we still do, obviously. But for me, it was more, um, yeah, it just, it just made sense, the feeling I got. <clears throat> excuse me, I got. But also I love exercise lying down, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really also what drew it to me. <laughs> I, I, I must admit, I can be lazy. And uh, so for me, that, yeah, that, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think I remember <laughs> you saying that in one of the first classes that we did together. You were like, the great thing about Pilates is you can exercise lying down. <laughs> <laughs> big draw card (laughs) yeah yeah so so yeah I I I never look back and it became part of a lifestyle for me not just you know I have to exercise because I should or because you know I I you know I want to want to feel fit but it was more about uh yeah how how it made me feel mentally as well as Mm -hmm. physically yeah so then how did you how did you go from being a Pilates student yourself to taking quite a big leap and setting up your own studio in Sydney. Emery yeah. Pilates. Energy Pilates. Emergy, yeah. Energy, sorry. I, I think I wanted the name energy, but it didn't, it already existed. So a friend of mine said, why don't you put M in front of yeah. it? Emergy. It kind of went well. Um, I was, yeah, in corporate and started practicing Pilates and, uh, I think I was doing it for about two or three years myself um, and then finally plucked up the courage to actually get certified. Um, back in the day when I did, like over 18 years ago now, then we needed to have our personal training certificate. We need to have, we need to have had some kind of anatomy knowledge before getting into Pilates. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and did my personal training certificate, which I thought, you know, I wouldn't be very interested in actually, but it was one of the best things, you know, I'd done at the time. I, I loved it. And actually I recommend it for, for everyone to do in their life. It was great information. I think it should be rolled out in schools actually. Yeah. Um, I went on to train people um, in personal training just on mm-hmm. the side uh, while I was still in corporate and then got trained in my Pilates certification um, and obviously started training clients um and and doing classes um but just on the side while okay. I was still in my corporate role so I did that for you know a year or so and then had some regular classes I was teaching about eight classes on top of my full-time role as something I think at the time and then finally um, at decided, other studios 
Yeah, at studios and, yeah, and had my own classes running um, and finally decided to to go full-time. And that felt amazing, felt like freedom to me, finally doing something that I actually loved. Um, and then, okay. yeah, ta- taught for a few years in studios mm-hmm. with um, uh, physios, osteos, taught with some great mentor or, or um, worked under some great mentors and finally decided, you know, I just want to create a place where people can come and, and enjoy my teaching create a, a space where I can create community of like-minded people uh, and, yeah, have built something of my own. So I finally um, plucked up the courage to, to open the studio yeah. and started with zero clients, even though I had a lot of clients elsewhere um, and uh, often, you know, I was in different locations so so not everyone could come to me uh, in my new studio. So, yeah, when that opened, um, started from zero, it ended up being – uh, seven days a week, like eight, ten classes a day was jam-packed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was good, really really good journey. I would love to know more about that journey because it's, on the one hand, you said you really enjoyed the freedom, you loved doing something that you really wanted to do, but every entrepreneur that I've spoken to who's then put their money where their mouth is and invested in themselves and invested in their own business Yes, um, it's freeing in a certain sense, but it's also hugely stressful. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, the beginning phase is is uh, social, all, all through it actually is stressful, even though you love it. And I think what um, drives you is your passion and your love for for it. Um, but it uh, it certainly. Yeah, you have to give it everything, I think, to be successful. And mm-hmm. it's one thing that, um, you know, I, I'm a recovering perfectionist as well. <laughs> and I think for me it was like all in or, you know, nothing at all. So everything else went by the wayside. You know, I said no to so many friends and said no to so many things and just to to really get established. Um and I think also, I, you know, I got to a point where I had 20 staff at one point at the peak and, um, you know, it was just a massive, um, it was, it was a huge, uh, sorry, it was a small studio, but it was a really busy studio. Yeah. Uh, and a big and, business. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. And we, we even had, um, teacher training courses running there. Um, we were the first studio in Australia to have bar. Um, mm-hmm. and so I remember at times, um, I was the first bar teacher in Australia. I was the only one teaching classes. It's not like I could have a backup at the time. There was no one else. So yeah. there are a few times where I did run myself uh, into a burnout. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Putting staff and clients first was was a, a big thing. Yeah, so mm. lots of lessons learned. <laughs> Such as? What are the lessons? Oh, I definitely think setting more boundaries, even though I said no to a lot of things, but it was to grow the business. You know, it wasn't enough about self-care, perhaps. It wasn't about looking after me, putting clients and staff number one, which you have to, I think, you know, to an extent, but uh, not at the sacrifice of your own health and, and well-being, I think. So, yeah, you know, there were times when I definitely needed to to put more, you know, love into myself. That's for mm. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then how did you come to Asia? What brought you here? 
Um, my husband, actually, we weren't married at the time, but he got a transfer and it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was actually not long after I'd opened my studio. So we did long distance for a while. I was, uh, all in, you know, I just, um, bought all my equipment and, uh, signed the lease. So he, he had to take off and do that, which I, I fully supported. So, so we did long distance for about five years, actually, before oh, wow. I sold my studio. Yeah, it was a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then moved to to Kuala Lumpur after selling the studio, which I was actually ready for at the time. So yeah, 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 it was it was good timing. And then you trans, you know, you transferred all of that knowledge to your online business, your current business, E Pilates Online. So tell me about that. Why why did you decide to go completely online? Um, after having the physical space, yeah. When I first moved here to to KL, I did start, you know, teaching clients and found that I was busy, but couldn't serve everyone I needed to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were often people that I couldn't fit in. I was I was trying <laughs> to have some balance and not, yeah. you know, teach too much. After my studio, I thought this will be a good change for me, um, and so realized that you know, I can help more people, but I just don't have the time. So I started yeah. to put things, you know, record things. And also I didn't know when, how long I should say, when we'd move again or if, how long we would be here in KL. So I would have loved to have opened a studio, but just realized, you know, it, it, it may not be for a long time. So the, it made sense to go online. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, started that way. And yeah, it was other people sort of saying, oh, you should, you know, put more classes on uh, some of my clients. And it just eventuated from there, really, six, five years, maybe six years ago now. Yeah. Let's just talk a little bit about Pilates and health generally. One of the communities that you've built within your business that is a really engaged community is the Core Fit Club community. And I think you've also told me that that's one of your um, most popular products. Yes. So, why is core health, core health and strength so important to our general health? Yeah. Um, it's interesting, you know, when we talk about core strength because often people think it's just the abdominal muscles, but in fact mm. core is uh, from the neck right down to the pelvic floor area. So that is actually our core. It, it includes shoulders, it includes back, it inclu- includes our glutes. So when um, we actually train the core in Pilates, we are training all of that area. And an, a nice analogy I like to use is um, uh, the trunk of a tree. So the trunk has to be stable for the tree to stand. It's like our core has to be strong and stable, but also mobile and flexible. Like a tree would be able to sway in the breeze, you know, when the wind blows and not fall over. Uh, same same for us. But, you know, the, the core staying, keeping strong, obviously it, it helps with our posture. Um, it helps prevent injury, back pain. Uh, it also injury in shoulders. Um, it helps us um, to obviously, uh, you know, keep good, keep mobile, I guess. So when we move, if we move from our center, we actually are moving in a safer way. So we, we, that, that does help prevent injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, core strength also does help 
um, with mental uh, health as well. So we know um, through, you know, studies, uh, scientific studies, that actually the connection of uh, the abdominal area does connect right to the brain. So it, it uh, through nerves, um, it does actually help prevent stress. So when we're we're okay. working our core, uh, we are also helping uh, reduce our stress levels. So, yeah, very important part to focus yeah, on. That's, <laughs> that's really interesting to focus on. And I think, you know, the other, the other part of your products, which I really like, and also your whole ethos in your business is this idea of a little bit, but every day, small, small bites of fitness, but consistency. I, I, I love that. I, I, it's a, a little bit of a motto, actually. You know, I try to, to help my clients a lot in this area because sometimes people, I think, think they have to fit in a whole hour in their day and that can itself be stressful at the thought. If they're busy, uh, you know, it can be unrealistic sometimes. So uh, fitting in 10 to 15 minutes a day does make change and also helps us to um, – improve how we feel it it, once we achieve something we want to go back and do it again you know we get that feel-good sensation so uh in my classes I do give people bang for their buck if they like (laughs) if you like to say in 10 minutes so I can get them you know achieving a lot within 10 minutes and uh they really feel a difference and so it can become, you know, a habit then. Once you do little bits at a time, it's easier to form that habit. Uh, right. And because it's less daunting? Yeah, I think so. It's a lot more achievable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, and then once you start that, that on that, um, you know, that loop of feedback, if you like. So once you achieve something, you feel good, so you want to do it again, mm-hmm. then you keep mm-hmm. going, you know, on a little bit more of a um, consistent ride. Um, but my members do do offer, you know, if it, it's interesting when a new member comes into my community and they say, oh, I haven't done, you know, my workout today, I feel really bad, I haven't done it in a week, then, you know, all my members are, are cute. They all jump on to the, the new person, say it's okay, positive, you know, the tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. So everyone knows my ethos in a way. It's, you know, keeping the glass half full approach. Yeah. I mean, I really like that because it does make it feel more accessible. So then how do you design your products when you're thinking about relaunching and launching a new program on ePilates Online? How do you design it in such a way that it's still accessible, like it's still achievable for somebody to do, um, but also kind of keep, keep, uh, helps you to stay accountable? Mm. Yeah, we in in the CoreFit Club. So it's a it's a twenty four seven on demand uh, Pilates studio, basically, which mm-hmm. uh, I, I include Pilates bar, yoga, and uh, also meditation sessions. Um, so the variety is there. There's a lot of variety for them to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, often um, love one of the features they love is the calendar. So I have a monthly yep. calendar that I provide that's curated for the members. Mm-hmm. Um, they can um, choose from the calendar, which is laid out for them daily, or they can choose from a library of classes um, 
have a great search feature which allows them to choose by time if they want to fit in just 10 minutes. Um, yeah, so I think variety but also the encouragement and uh, support that they give one another is also great. They, they're, they're an inspiring bunch, um, posting regularly about their workouts. Yeah. Um, but, but the other thing too I like to do with my clients is educate them. So mm-hmm. it's not just a class that they do to maybe tone up, you know, feel good, all of that, but it's also about learning um, and understanding their body. So I give them tutorials. They can understand for themselves their strengths and weaknesses um, Mm -hmm. and and just know why they're doing an exercise, not just doing it for the sake of it. I I, I think that really helps. It keeps them coming back and understanding a lot more when they're learning um, and growing. Yeah. I mean, I certainly felt that because when you and I first met, it was because I had recently given birth and I had quite a large, um, diastasis abdominal separation. I think it was like five fingers or something at that time. And I can't remember how long it took us to heal it, but it was pretty quick. Like, I think it was within about three months. It was back to, to normal. And the education through that process was extremely helpful for me because you were telling me, you know, things like you mentioned earlier, that the core is not just the abdominals, it's all of these layers, you know, that the glutes are really important. I don't think anybody had ever told me that if I'm doing any kind of abdominal work work or lower back work, I should be engaging my glutes. And that kind of education was really important. Um, and there weren't that many people who were doing this for postnatal clients, even five years ago, it was only five years ago. So what, what do you really want your postnatal clients as well? Or some of your clients that are recovering from various injuries to know when they're starting out, you know, in their journey with healing or using Pilates for healing? Mm, Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, interesting topic because I think a lot of people and yeah thank you by the way for for connecting with me on those days I I loved it I loved training you and thank you for starring in some of my videos (laughs) (laughs) that was great um I yeah I really have a strong belief around um not rushing back to exercise too soon after giving birth because um it's the body is basically gone through an injury, you might, you might want to look at it that way. You know, it's been through trauma. And Mm -hmm. when we have an injury in uh, any part of our body, we don't rush back to normal exercise. We rehabilitate. So uh, giving birth is just the same. The body has had injury. The body has had trauma. It actually has to rehabilitate. So uh, it's really important to take it slow uh, and to not do the normal exercise, but actually do specific postpartum uh, training and the program and the and the training that I gave you was uh, and still is really quite uh, second to none training. It's it's powerful. It it focuses not just on the fascia. Sorry, sorry, the muscles. I was going to say, but also the fascia. Mm-hmm. That was another thing I had never heard about until you yeah. told me about it. Yeah, um, interesting because the diastasis, the separation of the abdominal wall, uh, is you know. taking in the fascia as well so we need to not only heal the muscles bring them back together but also the the fascia and you 
when training um, and rehabilitating from giving birth, you need to focus on those deeper layers, not just the, we call them superficial layers, the, the out, outer layers. So yeah. uh, it's important to take it slow and steady. And I think, you know, as a new mum, what's important too is uh, to to be kind to yourself because so many pressures, you know, are facing new mums and um, it's it's important just to take baby steps again there. You know, even those small 10 to 15-minute increments are great too for, for mums, new mums yeah. when, when retraining. Uh, and that's one reason I love training postpartum mums and, and women in the fourth trimester. I know how much they need it. I know how much they need it not just for physical, you know, well-being, but also the mental well-being side. Yeah. Um, a lot of my clients I, I saw had postnatal depression and it's quite powerful actually what you can do even in one session. I, I remember one lady, I helped her posture uh, change in one session and she saw her before and after photo we took it just to just just to show her and she's like wow and and she just felt it she just felt completely transformed because mm-hmm. our body can really you know hold uh, our emotions so yeah it's sort mm. yeah I remember your postnatal Pilates classes being almost like group therapy it was it was great particularly mm-hmm as a new mom. Um, and I think the community that you build around your classes is so impactful, like as a consumer in the last 18 months, the fitness businesses who have created really strong engaged communities online, I think are the ones that have been most successful in, um, translating to online only fitness. But how do you train clients, particularly in something like Pilates, which is so much about inner body work, how do you train clients that you might never see? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 wonderful. I'm so proud of my my clients and and my community. I, I love them. They inspire me every day. Actually, um, yeah, it's so. I, when I started, it was it was five or so years ago, and there wasn't even video on Facebook or Instagram back in the in the day when I first started. So I must mm-hmm. admit, I was a little shy getting in front of the camera. It wasn't a normal thing, whereas now I think it's common for us all just to throw on a video and post it, you know. Yeah. Um, so I did overcome a lot of uh, nerves at first, and and um, but now it's just like you and I having a conversation now. It's very easy. I just have a conversation with the, with the camera. Yeah. And uh, and I really do um, manage to give a lot of benefit. My clients actually say that it feels like I'm in the room with them. So when I'm teaching them online, which is really nice to hear, um, I, I think with my experience of 18 years teaching now, I can kind of preempt what they're going to be, what's going to be happening at home for them. Um, I know, you know, if this move is going to give them back pain, if they do it this certain way, or I know, you know, if they have stiff shoulders, they may not feel that this exercise is comfortable. You know, I often give modifications um, Mm. in the classes, even though they are pre-recorded, a lot of them. Um, Yeah. So I think what starts to happen as well is, you know, people take ownership. My, My community also take ownership of their own body when they're learning so much. Um, they like to share their aha moments in the community. We have a Facebook group that's very active mm-hmm. um, with hundreds of members and, yeah, they're posting and supporting each other regularly. And I think I always ask for feedback. I am um, 
right at this date quite accessible to them. Um, as we grow, that may change, but uh, I'm always there for them. And I'm, I think it's interesting I can sort of give advice without even seeing their body because I can understand, you know, from the symptoms they get or, mm-hmm. you know, their questions quite easily, I think, just from experience. But, um, yeah, it's I, I give a lot of tutorials, which do help yeah. as well, so not just classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, it, yeah, it sparks conversation, so they they love that. Um, and, yeah, it's funny, they, 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 they give advice that sometimes I would give, so they've heard me say <laughs> things... <laughs> So they're all becoming little mini Pilates instructors themselves, I think. <laughs> That's it's great, great, isn't it, right? Because you're transferring knowledge as well, you know. you're. It's great yep. to be building a community of Pilates enthusiasts who can then go on and help, you know, their own Absolutely. Um, their own so true. Yeah. So we've touched on movement and mental health um, a bit throughout this conversation, but I just wanted to go into that in a little bit more detail. On your website, you have this quote, which I really love. Uh, You write, you and I are alike. We both want to be happy and healthy. And I just love that message because the goal, I really like the values behind the goal, happiness and healthiness. So I just wanted to talk about how we can use movement to positively impact our mental health. Yes, it's uh, it's certainly a focus, uh, especially right now during COVID and lockdown especially. Uh, it's been a focus for me for a long mm. time in my life, uh, mental health side of, of exercise, because when we do work out, uh, we are releasing happy hormones um, and reducing stress hormones. And especially with Pilates and yoga, uh, we are focusing on on our movements, what we're doing. We are looking internally. We are um, less in our what we call thinking mind, uh, which is where all our stresses come Mm -hmm. from. It's the the mind thinking about what's happening in the future, what's happening in the past or has happened in the past, and it takes us away from the present moment. So when we are really connected to our body and focusing on, you know, what we're doing, we do tend to be more in the present, uh, which automatically calms us. So yeah, Pilates and yoga are ideal to, to help us create a positive uh, mindset and, and mental health. Um, I noticed, uh, you know, when I started doing Pilates, it does, it has helped me a lot um, uh, in that respect. And yeah, just in general, movement is helping us to mm. breathe a lot easier. So if we are focused on our breath, then we tend to calm the mind. So the breath and the, the mind are actually connected. Um, and once we start to control the breath, we can actually have more effect and control on the mind. So, so mm. many reasons for, for exercise uh, to help with, with mental health. So what is your routine then, um, your movement routine to mm. to help your mental health or the movement routine that you like to incorporate in your everyday? I, I tend to start my day with stretches or yoga. Um, mm-hmm. I find my body likes to uh, start slow and steady. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I find just uh, stretching – 
perhaps is is a great way to release the body. Um, Mm -hmm. I do a little bit of meditation. These are on a good day, obviously. It doesn't always happen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, you know, relaxation, obviously, just lying in Shavasana or something like that, just a few minutes Mm -hmm. focusing on the breath is, is powerful as well. I tend to do my strengthening and Pilates work later in the day. Okay. Uh, I find my body's warmed up then. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually do a walk every day in the morning uh, as well. So I kind of have about a one-hour routine roughly, m- yeah. minimum. Um, but, yeah, that always changes just depending on the day. Um, but it feels strange if I don't do something. I, I, I've definitely noticed a difference. And if uh, – yeah, if I if I skip movement in the day, I just don't feel right. Yeah, I feel much more low energy. Um, it is something that I I've had to, um, like you, be um, a lot more conscious about making sure I keep my movement in my day during these lockdowns because there's just some days where you know stuff is happening and something about this period of just a lockdown not so much a lockdown, but um, restrictions that seem to be going on forever. It makes me feel low in motivation. So sometimes, often, I'll be honest, often getting out of bed and moving my body is a struggle. But once I've done it, it does make a huge difference to my energy levels. Absolutely. It really does. And it it does get everything kind of shifting really doesn't it it's um and it and it isn't easy it's uh it's something to build it into uh, a routine and a habit uh it's not always easy uh so that's why those small increments of exercise are really quite quite valuable you know valuable and you know you can sneak it in sometimes I like to even tell my clients even when you're boiling a kettle you know in the morning for your coffee stand there and do a quad stretch or do 10 squats yeah, or something do some squats. <laughs> yeah you know do some plies against the kitchen bench bar plies or something um and you're right you, you your energy just completely changes and and then that affects the the mind exercise does really change our mood so it releases happy hormones um mm-hmm reduces the stress hormones, mm-hmm. uh, which is the biggest thing for most of us. We spend a lot of our time stressed, unconsciously stressed, actually. You know, today's stresses uh, sometimes even just looking at the phone or, yeah. you know, could be work or whatever it may be. We have that constant uh, stress level happening. Mm. Um, and, yeah, that that that's a huge thing to actually change uh, for us because we call it the the fight and flight uh, nervous system we're operating in. It's it's the mm-hmm. sympathetic nervous system, and mm-hmm. that's why Pilates and yoga are so great, and any exercise because it can bring us into uh, what we call rest and digest nervous system, which is um, the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, okay. Yeah, quite powerful. And, you know, this affects our, our our gut. It affects how we digest food when we're stressed. If we, if you know, we can get tummy aches, you know, there's so many factors that, that come into it. Um, so, yeah, exercise is, is definitely vital, especially now in our COVID 
these COVID times. Yeah. So the more ways that we can do that woven through our day, the better. Actually, I think you might've suggested this to me at one time, but what you were just saying about incorporating these into, into your day, you know, a few squats while, um, while you're making the coffee. Um, if anyone listening wears a fitness tracker, just try that for one day. Just try to see like, if you do five squats, uh, after going to the bathroom or every time you get up to make yourself a glass of water, just see how that impacts, um, your movement at the end of the day, because it's quite amazing how much those small little things can I add love up. that. Love it. Uh, um, I also want to talk a little bit about body image because that inevitably comes into the discussion when we're talking about mental health and movement. Also, I think with, um, movement practices like yoga and Pilates in particular, because they have, there is this idea that that sculpts a particular kind of body. Um, so what do you want your students to know, um, about, the way they move every day and, and what should they be focusing on? Yeah, it's true. The, the, uh, often the, the goal in Pilates for people is to, to create a certain body image and it does have that effect. Often it's, uh, it's very successful. Pilates is known for sculpting a long lean muscles. Uh, in my community, we focus a lot more on how it makes us feel. We, uh, I try to educate my clients uh, obviously if, you know, if they come in and they want to tone up and they want to lose weight, that's often a byproduct of, uh, focusing on, you know, being regular and consistent and, and doing exercise to really feel good is, is the key yeah. that we like to focus on. So rather than, for example, punishing our body by working in for t- by working out if we've eaten something that we think we shouldn't have or <laughs> um, it's rather to to work out to feel good and that way when you get those when you feel good after workout you get those happy hormones released and then you're more likely to come back again for a second time <laughs> or continue your your workouts consistently uh, when you're chasing that ideal body image or what you think you know is is what you want perhaps it's losing weight on the scale or uh you know looking a certain way then it's not always achievable quickly or at least uh or it's uh you know it is achievable but if you're sometimes not having that that goal achieved quick enough you can feel deflated uh and then you may not come back as often or consistently with your workout so i think that that baby steps and really focusing on um, the the feeling of exercise gives you is key uh, in in long-term, I think, change and long-term healthy living. I know myself when I, uh, when I was younger in my, in my teens and going into my early twenties, I actually uh, had a, an eating disorder, which I haven't talked about a lot. And I know I wasn't really, uh, working out in those days to, to feel good. It was probably more for the focus of how I was looking and, yeah. uh, certainly wasn't loving myself as much as I do today. Um, and I think that's, that's the key as well. Loving your body as it is, how it is today. Uh, we're, if we're chasing, you know, this different look or 
or weight, then we're not really happy with where we're at today. Can I just ask, how do you feel about your body now? Has Pilates improved your body image? Because you've built a business around what Pilates enables your body to do and and how this can help yeah, it's it's interesting because I'm still working progress. <laughs> I think yeah. we always are. Yeah, and uh but I do I'm way more accepting of myself and my body now and more than ever. And I I am gentler on myself. I make sure that I'm you know not forcing myself if I don't feel like Obviously, you know, you have to push through being being lazy and not moving at all, but I don't push myself beyond what my body is asking for or uh, I often tell my clients to really listen to their body and, uh, you know, make sure they're not pushing themselves to a point of injury or depleting themselves because I think sometimes we are often stressed enough as it is and, and actually exercise is stress on the body. Yeah. So sometimes we can be you know, maybe needing to focus on more relaxing exercise than overdoing it. So for me, I, I really listen to my body now. That, that's key. And, and I teach my clients to do the same. What's next then for ePilates Online, considering the huge changes that all businesses have been through in the last 18 months? What's, what's next for your business? It's interesting you, you asked that after we were just talking about body image too. It's it's perfect um, because <laughs> I actually am in the background putting together a little uh, new project, which is a uh, an inch loss through through healthy living program. Because okay. I get asked often about weight loss, uh, yeah. I do want to educate. I also like that you've called it inch loss rather than weight loss. I really yeah. think that. <laughs> is a helpful way to yeah. shift the conversation a bit. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I would call it perhaps healthy living and healthy habits without the inch loss, but I know I won't get any attention if I don't say inch loss for some people who are after that. But mm-hmm. it is, you know, what I plan to do, obviously, is educate my clients and often that happens, you know, in, in the name of a program. It will be to uh, make sure we you know, we address what they want, but actually once you get into the program, it's going to be focused a lot on mindset. It's going to be focused a lot on uh, making healthy changes and habits in daily life, not just yeah. a diet, which I think a lot of people are wanting, you know, and, and don't often see results from. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, try have often tried everything and not achieving what they want to achieve. So, lasting changes are what really makes the difference and creating a lifestyle around it. So it will be a lot to do with mindset. It will be a lot to do with, uh, you know, fitting in, excuse me, fitting into their life, you know, what's suitable Mm -hmm. for them in terms of exercise and, and what's achievable. So yeah, very excited about this program. So that's that's what's next, incorporating all of my teachings uh, of Pilates, bar and yoga, but also the health coaching which, yeah. uh, yeah, is, is part of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that health coaching and nutrition is also part of your wheelhouse and your experience set, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did, uh, study through 
the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I often in the past have ran retreats, which I didn't quite get you on <laughs> next no, time when we open I really up. I wanted be to fun. go to Bhutan. Yeah. I know. Yeah, next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I do incorporate a lot of my health coaching in my retreats. You know, we look yeah. at life in general and we look at, you know, where we want to make changes in our life and uh, that, that will be incorporated in, into my program as well. Uh, so looking at life holistically is definitely uh, a focus in, in that program and uh, it's where I'm headed also. I, I really love mm. the focus on the mental health and the mindset mm-hmm. uh, of life. I think it's it's really important that we really focus on loving ourselves at the end of yeah. the day and and not beating ourselves up so much. We all have that little voice inside that can often be quite mean. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my, I often tell my clients, speak to yourself like you would your best friend. So when I hear, you know, them if they ever get down on themselves or or feeling a little negative towards their training or whatever it may be, then just to, you know, really go easy on, on themselves. And I think that's, that's a a huge thing we all need to, to focus on constantly. (laughs) So you've just reminded me of something I heard recently, um, from another woman in fitness, um, Kylie Gates. I'm not sure if you've, if you've heard of her, she's a a coach and fitness practitioner, um, also Australian. And she said that in her 30s, she was looking for purpose. And in her 40s, she was looking for mastery. And now that she's in her 50s, she's looking for peace. And I just thought that. that that was a really elegant way of talking about the way your mindset changes and also the growth in your wisdom, you know, as you get older. Um, so I was wondering now, having just celebrated a birthday, which is always a good time for reflection, um, what are you looking for now? Mm, great question. I, I love that, how she expressed that as well. I think that's that's a beautiful way of putting it. I, I would have to agree with her. You know, peace is, is, is huge and uh, very important for me. I, I, for me, you know, my business is a lot to do with my life obviously I you know when you have a passion business it does become part of you and I think you end up teaching what you are going through yourself or what you have learned and you know what you're experiencing so uh, for me moving forward it's it's about even taking self-love to a whole nother level perhaps really Mm -hmm. because there's always room for improvement I think and Mm -hmm. uh you know, having the past that I have also of, I think, being a little bit too hard on myself a lot of time, uh, that is a focus for me. So mm-hmm. I think perhaps just loving myself even more, you know, and, yeah. and peace does come into that. But loving the changes also as we age, you know, the body mm-hmm. changes and we definitely are not the same as we were in our 20s and 30s the body needs different things also it needs uh, perhaps a different way of exercising as well Uh, so for me I would definitely say self-love and and yeah yeah taking that to a whole other level again because I think that yeah we can we can always do more yeah then I think to wrap this up um given 
where you are now and all of the the long journey that you've been through, um, launching two different businesses, finding purpose, finding a passion business, as you describe it. I'm, it's so wonderful to hear you describe your work as a passion business. I think that's really um, encouraging and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so pleased for you that you found this. But if you were to go back in time and um, pass on a message to the younger Emma, who was a perfectionist, I think you mentioned you're a covering perfectionist, and just <laughs> starting out her business in Pilates, what would you say to her? Definitely take more care of, of myself or herself. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And to have uh, more self-care intertwined into every day. Uh, and that little bit of time for you is, uh, it's, it's powerful. It's, it's, I think it's the only way you can really be your best self. So, uh, mm. is to, to, to carve out whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's five minutes, even just to have that moment, uh, for you. Um, definitely I would give that advice, um, because I think also you get a little bit more out of your day and out of life once you have given to yourself before you give to others. You, you can't give from an, what's the expression? I don't even know where it's come from, but give from an empty cupboard or yeah. empty cup. You know, you have yeah. to fill your cup first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, before you can give to others. So that would be my advice to myself. <laughs> And to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to everybody. Can't um, can't pour from an empty cup. That's it. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for your time, Emma. That was really, really, oh, that was a lot of fun. It always is a lot of fun to chat. I yes. feel like we can chat for hours. <laughs> um, Me too. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Really loved it. Something that really stood out to me in that conversation with Emma is how service is so important to her in her work and so central to her definition of purpose. I met Emma when I was recovering from a C-section and she is so knowledgeable about the body but also really gentle and really supportive in her approach. So if you would like to work with Emma, I've put the details of ePilates online in the show notes and this is accessible to students all over the world. Next week's episode will look a bit different, but I hope you enjoy it. I'm certainly enjoying putting it together. And I also hope you enjoy what I've got in store for the Purpose Effect community in our next season. Until next week.